Hey you guys, welcome back. It's Sheer Sincere. First and foremost, as always, I'd like to thank Almighty God for giving me this platform to share his word, to bring him glory, and to bless you out there who are listening, my brothers and sisters, with the sound doctrine of the holy, holy God and his holy word. So I pray that you all are ready to heed what he has to say to you and really listen to what it is because it's important. I pray that it blesses you all and that you are grateful. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. So let's talk about it. Where is your beauty? And I don't mean this in a feminine manner. I mean it in general. Where's your beauty? Where is your handsomeness? I guess in men. If you want to put it, you know, to make it sound good for you guys. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Where is your beauty? Because beauty is vain. All that looks is vain. That does not make any um, connection to who that person is by their looks and how they look. So where is your beauty? Is it in what people see in your outward appearance? Is it what you do for a living, like your job? Is that what you put on your beauty and that's what makes you like feel good and feel beautiful? Is it what you possess, the things you have? All those things combined could be your beauty, which you feel is beauty and success for you, I guess. But where should it really be? Where does God want us to have our beauty? And how you live, how we live our lives, and how you treat others. Because how you treat others really matters to him. Because he sees that you're um, being a disciple. He sees how you're being more like Christ. Um, How do you think? What are your thoughts? How do you think about life? Is where your beauty is. How wise you are. How knowledgeable you are. And his word, of course, because his word tells you how he wants you to live. So these are the areas where I feel your beauty should be at. You know, in those areas. Not about things that can fade away, things that can lose weight, gain weight, things that can rust, be broken, you know, come on. Things that can be lost. Nothing like that should be your beauty. Okay? So let's talk about it, you guys. I am on fire today. (laughs) So... I want to talk about women first because I'm a woman. I like to relate to my girls, right? So let's listen. Let's listen to this. What is a virtuous woman? A woman where God feels every woman should um, follow after these um, characteristics. In Proverbs 31, you should read it for yourself. Um, you know, her husband, he says that her husband knows, like she is meaning all well for him. She loves him. She wants the best for him. She'll do anything to help him, to make him be better. He can trust her. In his heart, he can trust her. You know, she is valuable, very valuable before any material thing he could even try to give her or that could try to be compared to this type of woman because she's far more valuable than jewelry and all that fine, you know, things that money can buy. And she takes care of her family, a virtuous woman. She takes care of her family, what the needs are that they have, no matter how 
strenuous, how time-consuming, how, you know, heavy sometimes it could feel on her. She takes care of her family's needs. She works hard with their hands to provide for them. Their food, you know, their nourishment, their love, or her arms open wide to them. You know, she has to stay strong. She has to stay strong because she's busy. She's always busy working for her family, doing what they need, taking care of her family. She's not selfish. She's not only thinking about herself and saying, oh man, what about me, what about me, what about me? You know? Because she knows that God is watching over her. So she continues to do the work that she knows he needs her to do. He put those family members in her hand, her, you know, to take care of. And that's what she needs to do. And um, a virtuous woman, you know, she helps others. She's not only thinking about her family herself, and she's thinking about when she sees someone else in need, she helps them out. She reaches her arm, her hand out to them. <clears throat> and, but, you know, she is wise. A virtuous woman is wise. Like, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts about? What are you focusing your attention on? She's wise. She knows how it is to live like a righteous way. She knows what she needs to do. She's not idle, and she provides for her family, whatever they may need. It may not be monetary. And God doesn't say a woman has to work for money to take care of her family. So don't think it's that. My woman out there, don't think it's that. But, you know, with all these things said, God also says that beauty is vain. So I don't want you women to put your thoughts and your, your, um, your life into how you're looking. Because how you're looking don't matter at all. Because God looks at the heart. That's what he looks at. And he wants his woman, like he said in Timothy 2.9, 1 Timothy 2.9, he wants his woman to be modest. It says, in like manner, also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness in sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. Because what he's trying to say, to put it down simple for you guys, is that he wants you to wear clothing that's not putting so much, bringing so much attention to yourself. Like you want a man to look at you because what you got on, that's so short, so here, so there, you know, so low, whatever. It's like not necessary. The man should be looking at you for who you are, what's in your heart what you think and how you're treating others, how you live in your life, your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs. Not by how he's seeing your shirt cut low and your shirts, your shorts or your skirt so high. No, not at all. He does not want, a, that's not being a modest woman. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a godly woman that believe in God and his word, this is what you would do, you know? I'm not judging nobody. I'm just giving you the word. Okay, so there we go. And um, he wants us to be modest. So you can dress in apparel that's not got to, it doesn't have to be costing like $50 for a shirt. You know, I paid this for that. I paid this for that. Who cares what you paid for it? Okay. What does that make you? Better than me? I mean, okay, you can afford that. But why would you want to waste your money on such a thing? Because you're trying to please the world and not trying to please God. Point blank. Because you care what everybody else think and say about you. And that's where the problem is. Because you're not focused on what God wants and what God thinks of you, obviously. So I'm just saying, you know, wear something that's modest. 
Nobody said you got to have a skirt down to your ankles and your shirt. Nobody got to say all of that. Your shirt buttoned up to your neck, your scarves and hats. And all. Okay, we're not going to that extreme. But if you want to wear long skirts, if you want to wear long shirts, you know, things covering your body and such like, that's fine. Because that's what makes a modest woman. And, and also... Your hair. You don't got to bring so much attention to yourself with your hair. How it's all fancy, got pins and needles and all kind of things in it to make it look all, you know, it's not necessary. It's not like you dressing up something like you, I mean, it's not, it's not necessary, ladies. It really isn't. Just be humble and be modest, okay? Have a sober mind, be a sound mind, be strong, be wise. You know, it's not about living for this world. And this goes for men too, because God, you know, he does not look for what a man looks like, how tall he is, how handsome he is, how short, how fat, how skinny, whatever he is. He's looking at the heart. Like when he was looking for his next king, he was looking for, um, you know, looking at Jesse's sons in the Bible in 1 Samuel 16, 7. You know, everybody probably had the idea of who he would choose based on what they were looking like. But he chose David. And David probably wasn't the best looking like son, but he wanted him. And he, God knew what he wanted. Because he was not looking at the statue of the person. He was looking at his heart. David had a great heart. And he had the soul and the spirit of God in him. You know, so God knows what he wants. And it's not based on what we're looking like, what we have, and none of that. It's based on our heart. So where's your heart? Where your good works at? You know? You say you have faith. Show them by some works. What, what, where, what you doing? What you doing to prove your faith in, in God and Jesus? What are you doing? You want to be more like him or you want to be more like the world? Choose. Shame-facedness, people. Have shame in those things that are not right. Don't feel easy talking about that kind of stuff. Don't feel easy doing those kind of things. You know? Stay modest, stay faithful, stay true to what you believe and what you know is right and righteous. All right, you guys, so I hope this topic is really blessing you. And I hope that you are learning something from this because I think God wants you to know this, you know, because how this world is making us think, you know, most of these people in the world is that it's okay to think and act like that. And it's not. So if you're a follower of God and Jesus Christ, you know what I mean. And if you don't get into the world and and find out. All right. So I'm just going to leave it at that. You guys, I pray that you have a blessed week, you know, um, and just think about what God wants from you each day. When you wake up, ask him, show him, ask him to show you what he wants you to do for him today. Cause he'll show you, he has something planned for you every day to help someone out. Okay. So just start by helping others, loving others, and just smiling and being happy with what you have and who you are, because God made you uniquely. Okay, so I bless you guys. And until we see each other again through these speakers, I love you guys and God bless. Cheers, sincere amount. Peace.